Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. Welcome back. It's Overnight America. And I saw this real quick come through on Twitter. And this is, um, I, I saw some speculation earlier today. I think the Post-Dispatch was reporting that there were still contract negotiations going on between the Cardinals and Mike Shannon, depending on what would be happening this year, when it, their broadcast schedule and how to handle that. And then I see this from Fox 2. Martin Kilcoin reports, uh, Mike Shannon says this will be his final season in the Cardinals broadcast booth. And I guess they're going to talk to Mike about that. There were some talks that this could be his final one, but it looks like Fox 2 is reporting now that that's, this will be Mike Shannon's last year in the broadcast booth. And luckily, you'll be able to hear all of the games on KMOX. What a historic and great run from Mike Shannon. Great friend to the radio industry and broadcasting here at KMOX. Many great years with Mike Shannon and many great memories Think about even the broadcast on Fridays. Oh, it's going to be what a year. I Hopefully he continues on and does some things in other capacities. It's just a voice that I think so many people love and respect. So that's the news that's coming out now. If I find out anything more about it, I'll let you know. And I'm sure our sports team is getting ready to put something up online at KMOX.com. It should happen uh, pretty soon. This hour, I'm going to hook up with AccuWeather. There's an Arctic blast heading its way, a deep freeze in the United States. What does that mean for this area, this region? We're starting to see at least a potential threat of some snow uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night. But what's the what's what's up with this year? There's been almost virtually no snow in this entire region. And some places are, are just getting bombarded with snow. So why is that? And does that mean it's going to come back with a vengeance? Like it's a polar vortex two with a vengeance. I don't know. With vengeance. Yeah. We're going to ask AccuWeather those questions in a little bit. Just real quick before we do that, I wanted to read a couple of text messages. One person said, let's do that Pelosi twist. <laughs> I am so intrigued with this line of thinking, not to be serious, but the line of thinking of, okay, the, a person called in and said, what's going to happen in the next six days? Donald Trump will step down as president making Mike Pence the next in command, who will then become president of the United States and pardon Donald Trump. After the pardon is solidified, then Mike Pence will, uh, well, Mike Pence would decide, okay, what I'm going to do is resign 
And that would force the next in line to become the president, which is Nancy Pelosi. And that would be the way of getting Pelosi out of office, because the idea is if she takes over the last couple of days of the presidency, when the term ends, so does her term end, meaning she would not go back to be the Speaker of the House. So I asked Rich Rubino this, and he just texted me an answer back. I said, is this even is this even a, not uh, not that we're asking if it's a possibility because it's so far out there crazy that it's not. But hypothetically speaking, what would happen in that scenario? And this is what he said. If Trump resigns, then Pence would assume the presidency, leaving the vice presidency vacant. If they both resign, Pelosi would assume the presidency. You cannot serve in two branches at once. So I think that Nancy Pelosi would have to resign her congressional seat. If she did not do that, then I think the U.S. Senate pro temp would assume the presidency. If both men resign today, then Pelosi becomes president. There would be a special election in San Francisco held to date where um, specified by the governor. Pelosi would win it in a landslide. So she would just go back into where she was. It says instantly enough, there's no provision in the Constitution requiring a speaker to be a member of the body. It can literally be anyone. Accordingly, Pelosi could resign from her seat. There would be an interim speaker for the last couple of days. Then there, then he could resign. And then there could be a new vote for a speaker where Pelosi could run again and win. So basically, they would have to go around. I mean, we're talking about some real gymnastics on both ends for something like that to work. What a crazy idea. This would make for a great book. I, I know that there are some very creative people that listen to the show and they like to do creative things. This is what I would encourage you. If you're an author and you heard that scenario and you think, oh, I'm going to write a story about that, you better let me know about it when you're done because I want to read that story. <laughs> and give me credit. Hey, if you do write a book, anyone that is an author that may be writing a book, hey, put me in the book. Just uh, give me a little plug. You know, overnight, or just say uh, KMOX. I was listening to KMOX Radio's Ryan Recker. Just give me one of those things. Or Late Night Radio with Ryan Recker or something. Wouldn't that be great? And then oh, you can boy. come on. The, yeah, then you can come on the show. And what we'll do is just uh, we'll we'll pimp your book for you. <laughs> then I'll sign copies. I'll sign copies of your book for you on the page where you mention my name. Wow, what a great deal we have going on here. All of which is not approved by KMOX management. And they probably would hate it if that scenario actually played out, which is probably more likely than the scenario that uh, our caller from last hour decided to bring together. Man, how quick is Rich Urbino to be able to pop in and answer that question for us? Thank you, Rich. So we're going to talk to AccuWeather here in a couple of minutes. Uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up, National Guard at the Capitol authorized to use lethal force in aftermath of the mob. They're sending guards to uh, Washington, D.C. They're already blocking off all the areas around the Capitol building, all kinds of companies. They're not putting up with it. Rightfully so. They shouldn't have to put up with this. Let me just tell you this. Um, in Washington, D.C., here's the police chief. As the mayor has encouraged residents, as she has encouraged uh, visitors from around the country, you know, we, we're not asking people to come to D.C. for this. There's a major security threat, and we are working to mitigate those threats. So, um, uh, again, I mean, we, we, we are just very intently focused on the job that's at hand. Yeah. So if you're thinking about traveling to one of these, just sit this one out, man. I'm, I'm telling you, it's not worth getting caught up into what some people are going to be trying to push through on these inauguration day. Just do not. I mean, it, it just could be a warning that turns into nothing or it could be more than that. 
Keep in mind, when Donald Trump was inaugurated in 2017, there were all kinds of people that took the streets in the face of violence. I'd like to know how many of them were prosecuted, by the way. Um, but then again, it's not unique to this year or any year. If you go back, there's a lot of people that hated Donald Trump enough to go out and break windows on his inauguration day because they just hate the man so much. So let me say this. Uh, if you are thinking about going out, even though you have the right to protest, just don't do it. It's just it's just not worth it. It's not worth getting caught up into something that you don't want to be caught up into. It, it's, it's almost like all of these other things we saw over the past year when you're inside of a protest and some people start throwing things at police officers and the police officers decide to use pepper spray and you get sprayed even though you weren't the one to throw anything. Uh, that's just the it's the cost of doing business a lot of times. Because what they can't do is weed out people that are just throwing stuff at them. They got to disperse the crowd immediately. And, you know, you might get caught up in something that you didn't want to get caught up in. Separate yourself from those people. And this is a great opportunity for you to separate yourself from anyone that may be out there to cause violence. And it should be like that at all times, all people, all parties. When we come back, AccuWeather is going to join us. What exactly are we looking at when it comes to this polar vortex? All of these things that people have questions. Are we going to just get hit with a bunch of snow on the back end? Because really, we haven't seen much so far. And I'm not complaining, but I'm saying what's happening next. We'll, we'll find out. It's Overnight America, KMOX. Radio's BS detector. Mark Reardon. Weekday afternoons at 2 on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. Welcome back to Overnight America. The weather has been pretty tame so far here in St. Louis. It doesn't seem like we've really had much of a threat when it comes to snow. You know, it gets cold, but I know that most people that live here realize that February seems to be the much harsher month when it comes to colder temperatures. And I was looking at some of the different forecasts and more buzzwords like uh, the polar vortex, the things like that start to come back in. And they're saying that maybe the end of the month, last couple of weeks, we could find ourselves in for some really cold temperatures. So joining us now is AccuWeather meteorologist Matt Benz. Thanks for coming on to KMOX. Yeah, thank you for having me. So what's up with this polar vortex? Are we still monitoring Arctic air that could be hitting the St. Louis region? Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, any time uh, that you get to this time of the year, end of January, even through the beginning of February, you have to keep your head on a swivel with regards to cold temperatures. And it does look like as we head now into this weekend and in through much of next week, uh, the pattern does start to shift uh, at least across portions of North America compared to where we were at, you know, for the last month or so where it's been a, very warm. I mean, we're running almost four degrees above average in the St. Louis area. And it looks like we could be trending back towards more average, more typical temperatures here for the St. Louis area heading into not only this weekend, but into next week. Now, true polar vortex, that describes the coldest air in the northern hemisphere. And uh, right now, well, the coldest air kind of stays over in Siberia. Uh, there will be shots of this uh, Arctic air that comes around across the northern tier of the U.S. now through uh, pretty much the end of January. Not much of it, though, gets down to our area. So we're just kind of trending back towards average here for the end of the month. Ah, what is going to be the worst of it this season? Because, I mean, we're seeing other areas that have been hit with snow. St. Louis, I don't think, had barely any. I, I haven't really witnessed much in the way of snow. It's been virtually zero. So are we just going to see it all in the back end, or what can we expect? 
Yeah, you know, it, it kind of depends on how this weather pattern sets up. I think as we get towards the end of the month and maybe early February, yes, we'll have to watch out for that injection of cold air even here into the St. Louis area because I think it's going to be just to our north. And if you get that big contrast in temperature, so you're head, looking up towards uh, maybe the Dakotas into Minnesota, and it's like way below zero up there. But you're getting the time of the year where temperatures are getting warmer to our south along the Gulf Coast. And, you know, I can't rule out something happening here towards the end of the month, uh, especially with that kind of a setup when you get those strong temperature contrasts across the region. Uh, but it's hard to pin down exactly when we're going to see. So, you know, is it going to be next week? Is it going to be the last week of January? Is it going to be the first week of February? Uh, kind of tough to to nail that one down. But you're right, though. It's been a relatively snow-free winter so far for the area. And uh at least in the near term, that's not going to change very much. Mm, Matt Benz is AccuWeather Meteorologist. Do you have all of your fancy meteorologist tools in front of you right now? Yes. A magic okay. eight ball. I've got some uh, a dartboard. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, like no, who, no. We've, we've got all the tools here at AccuWeather. So who is experiencing the coldest temperatures in our country uh, right now? Is there a certain area that's getting hit? Uh, right now, as far as the coldest of the cold temperatures, um, if you're looking around the country, it, it, it's just to our north, uh, across the upper Midwest. So you're talking about Minnesota up into the Dakotas right now. It's not incredibly cold for this time of the year, but it is, that's probably one of the colder places that is uh, across the country at this time. And it's not even that cold. Uh, we're talking about mid-20s across uh, North Dakota right now, which is mid-20s above zero, by the way, which is very nice for them. Uh, you'd have to head up into Alaska right now, and that, and I know that's not the lower 48, but that's where the coldest of the cold is. And even there, it's not even that cold. Um, just a little below zero in Fairbanks here right now, and uh, much below zero up near the Arctic Circle. Yeah, and in Minnesota, if you have a temperature around 20, they're still wearing shorts during that time. I mean, that's just I, hey, something I, that they're I, used to. <laughs> I was born and raised in Minnesota, and I'll say after a cold stretch of weather, you'll find yourself wearing shorts at a very oddball temperature. So I'll just say that. Isn't that weird? It's all relative. So if you're coming off a cold streak and all of a sudden it's 40 degrees, it's like, oh, I can wear the shorts again. But if you're coming off an 80 and you're going down to 40, it's a whole different story. You're out there <laughs> with the winter jacket. and It's just all yeah, yeah. relative. Yeah, and that's what made the, the springtime so much nicer than the fall some days. I love fall, but uh, once you got into spring and you got kind of past the harshness of winter and you had that first 40 or 50 degree day, boy, that feels pretty good. So let's say we do have a mild winter and things are great here in St. Louis. We don't see any major snowfalls. Does that set us up for any disasters in the next season? I mean, does do temperature trends like this mean we're going to have aggressive storms or we're going to have uh, harsher hurricanes or anything like that? You know, that's a good observation. If we don't get a lot of cold air, the only place that there's really been a lot of cold air, uh, and, it, and it hasn't even been that cold that much, but uh, down through Florida, uh, earlier this winter, uh, back in December. But you want to look at those uh, water temperatures along the Gulf Coast. And right now, they're not too bad. And if you don't get a lot of cold air settling in across that part of the Gulf or even into the central Gulf, uh, those water temperatures start off milder than once you start getting into the springtime. And that means uh, not only is there more warmth there, but there's more moisture available for any storm system that uh, comes along through the St. Louis area or even anywhere through the middle of the country. And that means uh, moisture is more readily available for thunderstorms. So, yes, there is that risk if you don't get a lot of cold air here now over the next couple of weeks, not even for the St. Louis area, but even south of here, uh, that could mean there is an enhanced risk for at least some more severe weather earlier in the season 
uh, as we start he- head into spring. But again, we, we kind of have to get through the next couple of weeks. And I think once you get into mid-February, you'll have a better idea for sure if there's going to be a better enhanced risk there. Now, as far as hurricanes are concerned, that one, maybe some of the early season development may not develop across the Gulf. Uh, sometimes we get a one-off storm in May or June. Um, it, but if we have a lot of cold air down there, that usually helps to kind of quash that tropical threat early in the season. Yeah, so lack of cold air down there. And we looked at last year. That was a rough year for hurricanes. How many did we have anyway? Oh, boy, no, you really put me on the lot. spot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we a, had a, a large yeah. number. Yeah, we had a we had a number of uh, hurricanes. In fact, it was a record amount of uh, storms here um, for the season. I think we were at twenty. Uh, oh boy, what the heck did we have this? And we had uh, twenty. Yeah, you really have me on the spot. I, I'm not yeah, drawing the number lot. off. Yeah, the top. it was. Yeah, I didn't know if it was uh, a record 30, or not. Thirty storms, a total of thirty storms. And they were had to. Re- did they have to recycle names last year? Because they get to a certain point where they had to start going back to the beginning. There were so many storms. Well, they had to go to the Greek alphabet. Uh, that's that's kind of the emergency plan, and that and that recycles back to Alpha, and then uh, through the Greek alphabet. And uh, thankfully, we didn't get through the Greek alphabet. I'm not exactly sure what they do at that point, but uh, we didn't get quite that far along. But we did have to switch to the Greek alphabet to um, to to keep going, so to say. Yeah. So, in in meteorologist school, uh, just like if you're a chemist, I'm sure you have to memorize the periodic table and all of the elements. Do you have to memorize all of the hurricane names? <laughs> well, thankfully, they, they, you know, they, they, you'd think that would be something you have to memorize. But thankfully, the Hurricane Center they've uh, they've got a running name total. I think it's every six years. Uh, they've got them posted out now. So if you want to look at next year's names, you can do that. And even two or three years from now, and then eventually those names get recycled again after a certain amount of time. So you will have another, um, a, if you had a storm name this year that didn't get retired in another six years, you'll see that storm name come up again. Yeah. And one other stupid question. I haven't had a meteorologist <laughs> on for a while. So Matt, you're kind of taking the brunt of all of these. Do you think we should switch over to Celsius here in the United States? <laughs> you know what? Uh, there, there's so much that we do in Celsius anyways in, in uh, weather. Um, anything that we measure with temperatures that are not at the surface, it's all in Celsius. So actually for us, it would probably make it a lot easier. Uh, but, but I love Fahrenheit. You can't, uh, you know, it, I just, you grew up with Fahrenheit. I, I kind of like to stick with Fahrenheit. But, yeah. um, but, as far as a meteor, but as far as a meteorologist is concerned, we're constantly doing a conversion between, uh, <laughs> between Celsius and Fahrenheit. Are you pretty good with your head? Can you convert it, or do you have to go to Google? Uh, you got uh, I always did the. Um, if you're familiar with Bob and Doug McKenzie from back in the day from the Great White North, they always said uh, when Canada switched over, uh, they said the easiest rule of thumb was double it and add thirty. So double your Fahrenheit temperature, uh, or double the uh, the Celsius number and add thirty to it, and it gets you in the ballpark. <laughs> I like it. All right. So thank you for helping us with some of this weird weather that we're seeing. AccuWeather meteorologist Matt Benz, thanks for coming on to Overnight America. You bet. Take care. And he joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group guest line. See, those are good answers. I like to know those things because last year the hurricane season was just so wild, one after another. It's hard to remember that because we were concerned with COVID and all of these other things that were going on. But I always wondered, and that's why it's good to have an AccuWeather meteorologist on hand where I can just throw these questions. If we're seeing a mild winter across the United States and we're not seeing the temperatures drop too much out in the uh, oceans, is that going to lead to another big hurricane season? And that, you know, he said, well, maybe. (laughs) 
what the best as a meteorologist could answer, but he did it. I love, I love being able to ask these things. So I hope you enjoyed that from AccuWeather meteorologist Matt Benz. I'm hoping and rooting no snow uh, next couple of weeks. Wouldn't that be great? Even though we, it might get cold, I'm kind of a fan. Now, the, I guess the ironic thing is most people are working from home anyway right now. So having a snow doesn't really matter. Um, but I would rather it not be out there. Be nice not to have to go shovel or anything. You know, I moved here with a snowblower when I was in Indiana last before I moved to St. Louis. I had a nice little small snowblower. They come in hard. I mean, like really heavy demand at the end of the season because everyone really needs it for some pretty big snow falls. But I just had this little small one. It did its job. Um, it was nice because I didn't have to go out and break my back doing an entire driveway. And I had a long drive inside of uh, Indiana. So I brought it with me here and I never even started it up. It was I brought it and I thought, oh, maybe I'll need it. And it just stayed in the garage for a couple of years, realizing that huh, you're not going to get a, enough snow to justify holding on to this thing and tuning it up and maintaining it over the years. So I ended up giving it to my father-in-law who lives in Ohio. And I don't even know if he's used it. It's just a small little one. But then again, even though I don't have it, I still have my snow shovel. And some people even drive around without snow scrapers because they're so confident their windshields will be fine if they park in the garage. They won't get caught in those things. All of this is foreign to me. Uh, I've lived in places where you wouldn't think, I mean, you have the snow scraper and then you have another, a backup one in the car in case one breaks because you don't want to be stranded without one. I come into places where there's backups of backups. Then you get out places like here and most cars don't even have them. All right. When we come back, a few things I want to get to, and there is an awful lot to talk about still, uh, but I want to make sure we leave things at least flexible. If there's something you want to call in and talk about 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Uh, County is warning more about coronavirus vaccine. Another wait list could be a little bit longer than you want it to be. And I saw some things on CNN the other day, not helping things. Again, I don't understand how the late night talk show hosts on CNN could call themselves uh, anchor men and women. They're not journalists the way that they editorialize. And I'll give you a great example of Don Lemon saying some pretty gross, icky, stupid things. Uh, that's coming up too. And... Happy birthday to a celebrity turning 99 today. Well-loved celebrity turning 99. I'm going to look at some of the oldest living celebrities later this hour, too. It's Overnight America, KMOX. KMOX, a proud supporter of the 25th Annual Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up, happening online this Friday through Monday. Join players, coaches, and alumni in virtual Cardinal experiences about life on and off the baseball diamond. For a complete schedule and to buy tickets to the Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up virtual experiences, head to cardinals.com slash WWU. Welcome to Overnight America. We do this Sunday night through Thursday night, which means this is our last night together, and I'm just ready to put an end to this week, probably like you are too. 314-436-7900. Charlie's up in Minnesota, one of the areas that is maybe the chilliest in the country, but not too bad. Welcome to Overnight America, Charlie. Well, good evening, Mr. Ryan. It is currently mixed rain and snow and about uh, 34 degrees outside. Not too bad. Is that shorts no, weather I, for you? Yeah, that's sweatshirt weather for me. I went outside, no jacket, open shirt, road looks great. What do you mean open shirt, like 1980s style open shirt? Just walked outside in a t-shirt. Oh, okay. And that didn't bother you. How long were you out there for? 
Uh, half an hour. Half hour? That It's that yeah. cold? It's in the 30s and you're out there with a t-shirt? Why wouldn't you at least yep. put a jacket on if you're going to be out there a half hour? Because there's no wind. Can you see your breath? Nope. No. You're cold-blooded. Maybe that's why. Maybe your internal temperature's <laughs> off. <laughs> you see, I don't mind going outside wearing sweatpants and a shirt if I'm just running to the mailbox or if I have to put the trash out or something. I don't mind doing that. But if I'm going to actually do something outside, I'm going to put a jacket on. Oh, well, I do that only if the wind is blowing because it can oh. cut through you literally up here. It'll cut cut you. Yeah, and you're out there doing all kinds of things. I worry about your health. What if you catch a cold or something and next thing you know, you're out of commission for a week? I just take I just drink bottles of NyQuil. I've done it before. Went in and they said you got pneumonia. Here, take this and stay out of the weather. I've gotten better. You've already, okay, you've gotten better. How long ago was this? Was this recent or is this when you were younger? Uh no, this was just maybe Three years ago. Mm-hmm. You're, you're tempting fate at this time. Now, you know what would happen is you would go in and get tested for that, and they would just tell you you have COVID, and that's a whole different hassle you're going to get charged with. Well, nope. I, haven't, I haven't yet. Well, good. And keep it that way, and take care of your health, and don't go outside in the cold for a half hour without a jacket. These are all things your mama would uh, tell you again. Charlie, thank you very uh, much. To, good to hear from you. Have yeah, a good night. Good to hear from you. That's uh, Mama always said, right? You don't go outside without a jacket on. Uh, she would always make sure you walk out of that house prepared. That's how Mama does it. 314-436-7900. I saw this petition that's going around. Apparently, people are petitioning that they take Donald Trump's cameo out of Home Alone 2. I watched Home Alone 2 with my son maybe during the Christmas break, and he really liked it. He thought it was funnier than the first one, the way that everything goes. And I found myself really enjoying it as well. I, I forgot how funny that film was and some of the different setups. And they had some great actors in there, too. So uh, people went online, and because they hate Donald Trump so much, they said they need to edit the scene when he's in the hotel. And they need to make it so that Donald Trump doesn't show up. It's actually pretty, you know, it's it's such a petty, stupid thing that so many people are worried about this. But believe it or not, it's already happened in Canada when they were deciding to show this over their new, uh, main. I don't even know if it was the CBC, but one of the main networks up there decided when they were showing the movie, they uh, just cut out the whole scene with Donald Trump. And they said it's too traumatizing for our people. It's too traumatizing to see the American president up on the screen. How soft do you have to be that it's traumatizing to see Donald Trump make a cameo in Home Alone 2, a movie from the 1990s? So one person tweeted out a petition to digitally replace Trump in Home Alone 2 with a 40-year-old Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin said, sold. As in, I don't see that as a ringing endorsement. I don't look at that and say he's out there trying to force the hand. But so many people are worried about this. They they, they just worry that if they the, the pure idea of seeing an image of Donald Trump would infuriate and sadden and traumatize so many people. What does that say? 
Uh, I'm surprised they're not going to try to pull another impeachment in the future, inciting violence by showing up in Home Alone 2. Just the pure thought of him being in that movie has incited people to take to the streets and commit acts of violence. Thus, he needs to be impeached for implicitly directing people and angering them for being in a movie from 30 years ago. That's where we're at today. Kind of, <laughs> it seems like a farce, but it really isn't. Oh, and you want to talk about how bad things are in terms of politics. This is from CNN the other night. And Don Lemon, out Don Lemoning himself, we already know that anyone, if, if you're a news anchor, and I use that term news anchor uh, in quotes because I don't believe they're journalists on CNN. I don't believe when Don Lemon or Chris Cuomo or Anderson Cooper take the screen on CNN at night that they are acting as journalists. They're acting as opinionators, the opinionated people. I, I don't look at them as trying to be fair by any means. For example, here is Don Lemon. Tell me if Tell me if you think this is helping anything. Now what you hear is, well, you can't say that everybody who voted for Trump is like the people who went into the Capitol. Response. You can't say that what everybody's like. Everybody I, who voted for Trump is I, like them. And now I just explained to you, if you if if you are on that side, you need to think about the side you're on. I am never on the side of the Klan. I am never principal people, conservative or liberal. Never on the Klan side. Principal people, conservative or liberal, never on the Nazi side. Principal people who are conservative or liberal, never on the side that treats their, their fellow Americans as less than, that says that your fellow Americans should not exist, that, said your, that says your fellow Americans should be in a concentration camp, or that sides with slavery, or sides with any sort of bigotry. Right, and if they Principal say, I don't agree with those people, I just like Trump's policy. Well, then get out of the crowd with him. Get out of the crowd. I wasn't them. in the crowd. I just voted for Trump. You're in the crowd who voted for Trump. If you voted for Trump, you voted for the person who the Klan supported. You voted for the person who Nazis support. You voted for the person who the alt-right supports. That's the crowd that you are in. You voted for the person who incited a crowd to go into the Capitol and, and potentially take the lives of lawmakers, took the lives of police officers, took the lives of innocent lives who were there on the Capitol that day. You voted on that side. You know, when I hear something like that, immediately I think, I wonder if he would be brave enough to say, if you are on the side as Black Lives Matter, you are on the side of shooting in uh, desecrating uh, police officers by throwing uh, bricks and urine bombs at them. And you're on the side of burning buildings. And because you are standing there and saying that Black Lives Matter and you have a yard sign and you wear a shirt and you're, you change your profile online, you are on the side of hurting people and killing people because that's what those riots do. You're on the side of taking businesses down that have nothing to do with it. I wonder if he would use the same language for everything we've seen over the past year. You think he would do that? This is what I'm saying. Does that sound like a journalist to you? <laughs> it's not. Why would they still call their anchors journalists after something like that? I will give some credit to Chris Cuomo because he is raising the argument for the other side. He's saying, okay, so 
There's people that voted for Donald Trump, 70 some million people. There's a lot of people that voted for Donald Trump. And I would say of those 70 million, let's just say a nice even number, 69.9, uh, 69,999,000 would condone what happened and they would not be on that side. But according to Don Lemon, because you voted for Donald Trump, by default, you're on that side. So what does that say for anything? It's Well, okay, then what about the crazy guy in Illinois that went to the congressional baseball practice and wanted to kill all the Republicans there, including shooting Steve Scalise and some other Secret Service members that were there? What about that? Are you on that side, too? Because, well, I don't know, he probably uh, agrees with you on your ideology. So, wow, you must be in line with that. It's such a terrible stance to take either way, either side. It is a lousy, vile stance to take that constantly that's what they're doing. And that's how they look at you. And that's how they equate you. If you voted for Donald Trump, they say by default, you're all of these things. And I got to tell you, this type of sediment, this type of pushing, this type of vile feeling and vitriol towards the other side is what leads to terrible things. So I, you want to talk about ways that moments and sad moments in our history of the United States. You want to talk about things that lead to sad moments. It's this type of feeling that Don Lemon has every night on CNN. It's this type of sentiment. All right. Uh, when we come back, I, I wanted to do something else. A national treasure, a actress that you all know and love turned 99 years old today. So what is her secret? And who is it? I am sure you've seen some of her work at some point. Pretty much everyone has. And then I wanted to look at some of the oldest living celebrities today. We'll go down the list. It's Overnight America KMOX. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. Betty White, 99 years old this weekend. She said she's blessed with good health. There's a picture of her on People magazine. I don't know when this photo was taken, but for 99, she looks fantastic. I know every once in a while she gets a gig. And let's hope that she makes it to 99 this weekend. She was born in Oak Park, Illinois. She dreamed to become a forest ranger. And even the U.S. Forest Service made her an honorary forest ranger when she was 88 years old. And even then seemed like, wow. Uh, she was in Golden Girls, which I got to say, I think everyone pretty much seen at least one episode of Golden Girls or are familiar with Golden Girls. She did all kinds of other appearances, cameos. And I'm just going to go out on a limb and say Golden Girls has the best theme song of any show in television. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. No, honestly, I dare you. Name a better theme song. You can. Biggest gift would be for me, and the card attached would say thank 
honestly, you can not name a better television theme song, period. I would go out and say that is the greatest television theme song of all time. No comparison. I dare you to think of a better television theme song, oh, honestly. Boy. No, you're not going to. Not a chance. Not a chance. It all goes back to Golden Girls. Go ahead. Tr- change my mind. I dare you. It doesn't get any better. And don't be coming with that. You know, oh, what about The Simpsons? Oh, it's so great. Nope. Not the best television theme song of all time. I think Betty White would agree. I guess if you want to call, you can. Or if you want to text in 314-436-7900. One person texted in. Now, I know that you can't really tell the tone of a text message, but this one I can. I can tell the person intended, please. Oh, the MASH theme song? No. The MASH theme song is good. It's not as good as the theme song for Golden Girls. I wanted to know who are some of the oldest celebrities that are still around that I recognize. And I started to go down the list. I don't know why they put Prince Philip in there. He's 99 years old as well. But does he count as a celebrity? He's more known for being royalty as a celebrity. So uh, maybe. Uh, Norman Lear, 98 years old, still alive. Wow. Norman Lear, of course, uh, all in the family and produced all kinds of amazing television shows over the years. Really remarkable things there. Uh, Henry Kissinger apparently is considered, uh, you know, former, was he secretary of state? So he's 97 years old. Bob Dole. Mm. I'd love Bob Dole. Is Bob Dole still? Yeah, he still is alive. Sometimes you think about that. Wow. He really is 97 years old. God love Bob Dole. Uh, Bob Barker. Uh, I'm just going to go down the list. And sometimes I think to myself, even though they're on this list, I should double check. Because, like, oh, no, I thought I remembered. 96-year-old Jimmy Carter on the list. Hmm. We have, going down a little bit further, Angela Lansbury, 95 years old. Wow. Dick Van Dyke, pure legendary comedian and actor, 95 years old. Oh, Dick Van Dyke is just fantastic. Alan Greenspan's on the list. Gene Shalit, Shalot. Is he the movie reviewer, I guess? Ah, you see him in that case. He's mostly known for that goofy look. Queen Elizabeth II is on the list. She is, let's see, 94 years old and up there. David Attenborough, he's on that list at uh, 94 years old. Also 94 is Mel Brooks. Tony Bennett's 94 years old. Wow, just going down this list here, it's amazing how many actors are still around. William Daniels, who is on Boy Meets World and St. Elsewhere, 93 years. He was the voice of Kit. He's 93 years old. I guess he's doing all right. I hope he still has his mustache. Yeah, there is not a better theme song than the Golden Girls theme song. I mean, it literally does not get any better for television TV themes. But when you look at all of these different people, sometimes you think, well, I don't recognize, I don't recognize, don't recognize. And that's kind of the sad thing. So many people are forgotten with time. Like I can look at, here's one. Uh, Sarah Shane turned is 92 years old, turns 93 this year. She was in Magnificent Obsession. Never heard of it. She was from Kirkwood, Missouri, and raised in St. Louis before starting her career hand modeling and cosmetic ads. Went over to Hollywood. And I don't know. And maybe it's just me, but I'm just going to say there's so many people that are just forgotten after time. And even significant people that had a following all forgotten over at some point 
there'll be a, t- a moment in the history of the world where the last person thinks about that person. And it's kind of sad to think one day when you're long gone, there's going to be at least some memories of your relatives. And then one day they'll be gone and no one will remember you. Is that freeing? Is that actually make you feel more liberated to know that all the little minuscule, tiny things that happen in your life, the ones that you think are the biggest, worst disasters. Oh, I can't believe it. My tire is flat. Oh, I'm never going to recover from this. In the grand scheme of things, is that the worst thing ever? Uh, oh, Mary Tyler Moore theme song. That's all right. No, it's all right. I mean, I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying it's not Golden Girls quality. Uh, Price is Right theme song. And someone mentioning Bob Barker. Okay. There's another one. Uh, let's go to Ken, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Yeah, uh, thanks, Ryan. Uh, the Cheers, uh, you know, a place where everybody knows your name, I, I, I always liked. Making your way through the world today takes That's everything you got. It. Oh, that is a very good song. Now, that might give our, a pretty good, if you're doing like a round-robin tournament edition and you had to put the two of them up against each other, would you yeah. you'd pick the Cheers over the Golden Girls? I, I, I like them both. I, I, I'm good with both of them. But anyway, Ryan, that's not why I'm calling. I got a cute okay. uh, a Betty White story. Oh, great. Uh, I, and I heard this. I heard this interview. Uh, the guy was saying, uh, and this was three or four years ago, She was, so she was probably about 95. And it, she said, is there anybody that you'd like to meet that you that you haven't met? And she said, yeah, Robert Redford. And then he said, well, was there is there anything that you'd like to do that you haven't done? She said, yeah, Robert Redford. <laughs> Betty White said that. <laughs> what comedy? Anyway, uh, oh, uh, you have a good evening, and I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Ken. Yeah, what a great comedian. Barbara Walters is 91. Bob Newhart, 91 years old. And even people like Bob Newhart, one day people will want, there'll be a time in the history of America and the world where one day no one will remember him. And to think all of these people were such huge stars in their time. Buzz Aldrin, 90 years old. Wow. Gene Hackman is 90. Gene Hackman does not look 90 years old. The last time I saw him, maybe he's been around for a little while. Uh, let's go to Brett, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Ryan, my friend. Mm-hmm. What's going on? You're delusional. The Golden Girls, seriously, over MASH. Yeah, absolutely over MASH. I guess we can play both of them side by side at the start of the next no, hour. No, because... no, no, I don't think we could. Please, please don't do that. <laughs> Golden Girls, better than the MASH theme song. I got to tell you, I'm sorry, Brett. You, oh, you can convince lose. me, but we'll do it. Thanks, Brett. <laughs> Wait, I think, um, okay, maybe we'll do that next hour. Okay, you tell me, what's a better TV theme song? Can you name one better than the Golden Girls? I, I don't think there is one that exists. This is Overnight America, KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.